0: Welcome to the sermon podcast of Faith Lutheran Church in Oregon, Wisconsin. Proclaiming the historic faith of Christ crucified and the promises of God that our faith clings to. For more information, visit us online at faithlutheranoregon.com. I am the Good Shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. It's probably one of the most familiar and comforting passages, and in all of Scripture, one of the most familiar and comforting pictures in all of Scripture. Jesus is echoing the words of Psalm 23, which you just sang in the hymn, which probably, probably for most people, is their absolute favorite section of Scripture. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not be in want. The amazing thing is that that most often such comforting passages of Scripture. Uh, like this, are actually found in, in the context of great danger, great, great danger, great hostility, and great anger towards Jesus. Even Psalm 23 includes, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Wherever there's comfort in Scripture, there's a reason for it. Hostility, danger. And that's life. We live in a world that is apathetic and hostile towards Jesus and his comforting gospel. In our gospel lesson, Jesus has just come under attack by the Pharisees, men who are spiritually blind, who think of themselves as shepherds or pastors. That's what the word pastor means, shepherd. And yet, as Jesus shows, they're not shepherds because they, they care neither about the sheep, the people, nor about their responsibility to the word of God. They care more about their own morality and their own lives, and they will do whatever they can it takes to silence the gospel that Jesus is preaching, that salvation is not found in me, but found only in him. And sheep in the hands of these false shepherds are in grave danger. A variety of animals, including bears, snakes, and lions, will all prey on sheep, but none are as fierce against sheep as wolves. Wolves will utterly destroy any sheep they come across, especially domestic sheep. Domestic sheep, those sheep who have been raised in captivity, it's said that they have the conversation of death bred out of them. They have zero frame of reference for wolves or even death. And so consequently, they don't know how to encounter wolves. When a wolf comes, they don't respect the wolf. They don't even know the danger of the wolf. The sheep have no idea what to do. They have absolutely no grounding. They will run every which way in utter confusion, even running straight to the wolf, straight to death. And so when a wolf enters a flock, it's not uncommon that a wolf will slaughter 20 to 30 sheep at a time. One source said that when a, when a wolf comes into a sheepfold, the wolf has initiated a sacred ritual and been met with ignorance. Sheep not knowing where to stand will be slaughtered. Just like domestic sheep, Christians as sheep, we can, we can tend to, to brush off danger. False doctrine, false... Teaching can often be the last thing on a person's mind. It's thought to be just little differences of opinion. Doesn't matter. How can ideas hurt me? Sticks and stones, right? Ideas, they they can't hurt me. But the reality is, false teaching and false belief is the most dangerous thing in the life of a Christian, especially if, like domestic sheep to a wolf, a Christian is apathetic towards or has zero respect to the destructive power of a false teacher or false teaching. Jesus himself said that when he sent out his disciples, look, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. So be as shrewd as snakes and innocent as doves. Be on your guard against people. They will hand you over to councils. They will whip you in their synagogues. You will be brought into the presence of governors and kings for my sake. Today is the 500th anniversary of Martin Luther's testimony at the Imperial Diet of Worms, an event that that played out exactly as Jesus said. Now, if you know anything about Martin Luther or church history, uh, this is one of three main events in the Lutheran Reformation. The the first being the posting of the 95 Theses, which we celebrate on Reformation Day, October 31st. Uh, That happened in 1517. Uh, The other being Luther's locked away at the Wartburg Castle, where he translates the Bible into the language of the people. Uh, And then this, the Diet of Worms. When I was in grade school learning about Lutheran history for the first time, I, I thought the Diet of Worms was what Luther ate while he was locked away in the castle. I thought, man, these Lutherans are weird. Diet of worms, what? By the way, after the service, uh, we've got a diet of worms prepared for you downstairs. Uh, But don't worry, there's coffee too. But the imperial diet of worms was the deliberative body of the Holy Roman Empire. It was an official forum where where matters were uh, discussed and negotiated. And Martin Luther, who maintained, as Scripture does, that That salvation is not by works, alms, penance, or doing the sacraments, but rather that God is the one doing the action in the sacraments as a means of grace. And that salvation is gained through faith alone. Because of that, Luther was excommunicated. Now, excommunication is biblical. It comes from Matthew 18, and it means to... Remove or, or to, to have a, an exodus from uh, communion or the communicant membership of a, of a body. If someone is caught in sin, remains in sin, and, and doesn't think they need grace, then that person is no longer trusting God for salvation but themselves. They've removed themselves from the flock. And, and so the, ultimately, the goal of excommunication is to expose the great danger a person is in and to bring them back into the fold. In fact, the context of Matthew 18 is where Jesus says, if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes missing, if one of them wanders away, will he not leave the 99 on the hillside and go look for the one that wandered away? Excommunication is meant to be a pastoral act. Again, the word for pastor comes from the word shepherd. Pastors are to excommunicate in order to bring a wandering sheep back into the fold of the one true church. However, in Luther's day, excommunication was treated kind of like a political battering ram. Excommunication was used by church and state to get rid of problematic people. This is what happened to Luther. And so when Luther was summoned to appear at this Diet of Worms in present-day Germany, he was met not with shepherds who cared for him or, or for God's truth, God's word, but with hirelings who wanted him to go away. Luther was asked or told to recant or retract all of his teachings, all of his writings, If he didn't recant, the penalty for being a heretic was to be burnt at the stake. So, quite literally, the stakes are high. Recant or die. Will Luther flee as a hireling or stay as a shepherd and defend the sheep? And truth. Luther responded by saying these now famous words. Unless I am convinced by the testimony of the Scriptures or by clear reason, for I do not trust either in the Pope or in councils alone, since it is well known that they have often erred and contradicted themselves, I am bound by the Scriptures I have quoted, and my conscience is captive to the Word of God. I cannot and I will not recant anything, since it is neither safe nor right to go against conscience. Here I stand. I can do no other. May God help me. Amen. Luther stood upon God's word. Here I stand. Even surrounded by hirelings with men who were not shepherds, who cared not for the teachings of God nor for the people, even standing in, uh, in the midst of, of wolves who would kill him for speaking the truth, Luther stood upon God's word. His conscience was bound to God's truth, to the word. What does it matter to me? What does it matter to you 500 years later? Because the world is no different. It is no different. We live in a world which is equally apathetic and hostile towards Jesus and his comforting gospel. False teaching is perhaps more pervasive and for sure more tolerated than even in Luther's day. Kings or governments are still hostile to Christianity. You don't have to look far to know this. How many questions of conscience do we face today? In the past year and a half, there's been a lot. And there's consequences for not going against Scripture or conscience. Christians are told they they need to forsake reason, or conscience, and Scripture. Christians are brought to, to court for upholding conscience, and upholding life, and reason. And yet many are surprised by this, many are caught off guard, that Christianity in our nation no longer enjoys a sense of privilege it once did. And so they don't know what to do, because their grounding was not in Scripture, they never read it but in the safety and the, and the privilege that they had from, from being in the majority. And so, like domestic sheep that, uh, that have no idea what to do when a wolf comes, they scatter in confusion, not knowing where to stand. How does one make sense of the hostility of the world against Christ and his gospel? A sheep that has had the conversation of death bred out of him and has zero grounding in Scripture will, will flee every which way. He will follow whatever shepherd sounds the most appealing, whatever church is the fastest growing. He will follow whichever God has the largest following. In our day, this God can, can be any number of secular things, uh, our families, our jobs, or even our happiness. A sheep with zero grounding and zero respect for the danger of wolves will when faced with real challenges, and they will be faced with real challenges, will, in their confusion and ignorance, flee straight to the wolf. There will always be wolves. There will always be enemies of God's word. This should not surprise us. The Pharisees tried to kill Jesus for speaking the truth of the gospel. The Pope and the emperors tried to kill Luther for speaking the truth of the gospel. And the world still tries to kill today even for the truth of the gospel. Maybe not physically, but certainly tries to kill our spirits, our hope, and our confidence. Yet we have one thing that domestic sheep don't. We have a good shepherd. We have a good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. And because we have a good shepherd, when surrounded by wolves like Luther, we know where to stand. We stand upon God's word. Every word, every promise of God hinged on one thing, the resurrection of Jesus. Had Christ our shepherd fought the wolf and died and stayed dead our faith would be hopeless had Christ not been raised from the dead everything literally everything in God's word we would be false and worthless and we would be lunatics for following it but because Christ did rise from the dead every word every promise was proven true including the promise That every sin of yours has been forgiven. The promise that He will not let anyone or anything snatch you out of His hand. The promise that even through the valley of the shadow of death, He will be with you and He will bring you through to the other side to new life. The promise that He will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. While wolves and and devils howl around you, Jesus shares a meal with you. Jesus shares his body and blood for you and with you. Nothing will harm you if the one who killed death is feeding you. And so you and I take our stand upon God's word. Solely upon this sacred text, No wolf will find any ignorance. Instead, it will find sheep who know where to stand, next to their shepherd, next to their shepherd who died for them. And so, standing upon God's word, what can any wolf do to you? We fear no evil. Even death cannot harm you. The wicked foe has no power over you. Here I stand. I can do no other. May God help me. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen.